Welcome back, welcome back to Voter Fraud Podcast. You have me, Tim TD, and you have Lexi Tech. So, Lexi Tech, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good today? Doing good, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I was work today. I work slow. Coronavirus has just got people scared in the house. Wow, they scared. It's scary. They don't want to come out the house. Don't want to come out the house. Well, you know what's so important though. Um, I heard, I heard, I heard somebody say this that people with melanin skin, but I think it's both people. But people, you know, both colors. But people with melanin skin have to have a certain amount of sun uh, per day. It affects the it affects the brain. And stuff like that. Well, I mean, enough sun. Well, that's just like vitamin vitamin D is the sun. Vitamin D. Like when you like, I yeah, know when it you. rains for like a week, all of a sudden, you know, you kind of have that feeling of just like depressedness. You know what I mean? That's one right. of the things it does. It's just kind of. Right. I agree. You know. Well, let's um. Let's get into some of these issues around America. That we have today, you know what I'm saying, and one of the issues, one of the one things, of the biggest, I, one of the biggest that I've been, we talk about it all the time, off the air, and uh, one of the biggest ones, do you think that black people are equally racist as white people are, like the white racist people? I think that's a total yes. Right. Very much so. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you I agree with you. And I'm going to tell you... And I don't know if you can tell by our voices, but I'm a white female. He's a black male. And I'm a black male. And I'm going to tell you what... I'm going to tell you how I witnessed... Well, where I witnessed it. Like... It's like the black... It's like the black person has the chip on his shoulder because subconsciously a black person is like... You know, I my ancestors went through slavery. You know what I'm saying. So, um, they feel I, I, that they, they, they have a right to be racist. Right. They feel like they have a. That this is my right to be racist. I haven't got my forty acres in a mule. I haven't got my reparations. But meanwhile, I have nothing to do with you being a slave. So, why do you have to take that out on me? You know what I, mean? I agree 100%. And, and also, I believe that, you know, as far as, you know, as far as black people go, I believe that black women are more racist than black men, if you want to yeah. break it down like that. Okay, but but you know why, though? Because of interracial relationships. They feel like white women are taking their men, you know? Yeah. But I could tell you some things about some black women. Uh, they'll run a, they'll run a man off because you know we're trying to control without so much control and bickering and fighting. And then you got some of these black guys that don't want to fight, don't want to argue. And it's been known some you I, I I've heard a black guy be like, oh you got a white girl, you taking the easy way out, you know. And then, you know, you have a black guy that'll be like, 
man, how could you get a white girl? I, like, it's hard for me to date a white girl. Whatever, I don't have nothing to come. I in. mean, to each his own. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the interracial dating, you know, it's a lot more. It's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more of it these days, obviously. Yeah, but I think it's a misconception of it too because people ask me like they'd be like, "Is your preference a white woman?" But that's not my preference. My preference is a woman that uh, I have things in common with. You know what I'm saying? A woman with a good personality, no matter what trust, color she is, that not, I can trust. Not to mess you up. And, yes. You know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I can, I'm one. I can be. I can say. I can be the one to say that uh, I'm one of the few that haven't had my tires slashed, my windows broken out. But I feel like this is the kind of guy that I am. I've been in black relationships with black women. I've been in relationships with white women. And I've never had my windows busted out or tire slashed or anything. And a white woman will definitely do it, too. Yeah, they'll do it, too. I mean, just the race. Let's not get that twisted. Yeah, I mean. You know what I mean? And um, another thing that's funny uh, is that uh, you you have like a you have a you have white girls, like white women, and they'll talk black. But <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what what these white women that talk black don't understand. See, black guys that like white women, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They could get that from a black girl. They they rather hear a white girl talk white. Well, I don't they, I don't get that whole anything. Anyways, I don't yeah. get the whole white people talking like black people or Be yourself or or vice versa. You know? Yeah, just I mean you don't you don't really hear as many black people trying to talk white, but I mean I I don't know. Yeah, I've heard some of them, the the, oh, uncle, yeah. the Uncle Tom term. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but, but it's you don't just still like, see it a lot. Though. I just don't get that. It's I mean, not a lot. It's, I mean, it, I understand some of it's the way that they were raised. You know, they were raised and by in a black community or by a black family or right. you know depending on where they come from but just the ones that do it just to try to you know oh I'm gonna go well when I when I when I when I start having white friends I think that in, in my mind that I feel like I wanted to get out of my like my community like I wanted to step out of my community a little bit like I I you know like I I've had enough like I had I, I've had enough for the but I haven't never left my community but I'm saying it's like I want to step out and see other things yeah. how other people live other cultures I wonder how they live how they They're hang not out. just white either not just white and like different people like I got a like my, my Indian friend and uh, my Indian friend JB you know he'll be my friend you know, at work here I'm exposed to a lot of the Hispanic culture and they're yeah. great people yes you know very try to shove food down your throat all day make yeah. you know make food for you this for you I got I guess I got some Hispanic friends too you know I just wish race wasn't such an issue but the thing is is it's like 
you know, they want to blame it all on white people, but it's, that's not fair. You know, obviously, that's where it came from. You know, yeah. obviously, my ancestors are horrible yeah. for owning slaves, but black people have owned slaves, too. Owned their own black slaves. That's true. That's a big, that's a big statement you just made. You know, it, obviously, that wasn't the norm, but it, but it, you know. It that's happened. a big statement you just made. And then, you know... I just hate all the blame falling on white people for racism when, you know, when I go out and I, I get... I You know, I feel in certain situations that I'm being... I'm being victimized because I'm you gonna, white. You're going to hate what I'm going to bring up now. You're going to hate it because it's, it's, it's going to be off the... You hate when I do this on the show, but, like, how, what what do you think of... When you when you hear somebody like Kanye West go on stage and say Harriet Tubman uh, didn't free slaves, <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's full. He's he's mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, I, we and get, I don't I I don't hate I don't hate you going off of it like that. I'm just you know you know the situation, but yeah. No, I just think Kanye West is mentally ill. That's a horrible thing for him to say as a black man, for sure. Yes. Horrible thing for him to say. Yes. While dating a white woman. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what are you trying, you know? Like, oh, poor yeah. Kanye. Poor Kanye, exactly. Poor Kanye. You know, All right, Mr. but. Could have been a president. <laughs> With his sisters, with his sixty thousand yeah. votes, eighty thousand yeah. votes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he was almost there. <laughs> he was almost there. <laughs> yeah. And all, all, all his uh, fans that went out and voted for. Should have campaigned more. You know, I didn't even know he was on the ballot till he went to vote. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, what do you, what do you think about George Floyd's mural being destroyed? Oh, I think that's just some racist. I don't think that's good. That's probably those, you know, white supremacy groups or... Right. You know. And it could have some have something to do with Trump uh, losing. Yes. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Very you know, much so. There was, and there was a reaction to that probably, you know. But George Floyd didn't do anything to deserve that. His no. family didn't do anything to deserve that. They're the ones that, you know, are going to suffer. Yeah. You know, they took the time to get that, get that, you know, take, get that to where that it could happen, you know, put their time and effort into making that happen and for someone to go destroy it over nothing. Right, over nothing. You know. You know, it's just. But Trump's just divided us so so hard. He's divided this country. There's more racism, more hate, more. It it's white on white hate, you know, black on black hate, you know, everything and the way people are, the way people have let politics divide them. They're politically racist now. Yeah. Or prejudiced. Politically prejudiced. Politically prejudiced, for sure. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, defriend me. I can't tell you on Facebook how many people are like, if you don't agree with this, defriend me. It's like, seriously? Like, we can't have our own political opinions and and still be friends? Yeah. I mean, I'm not not telling you that. I mean, I get it. I, I don't get it. 
like to that extent, but to me, I don't necessarily want to be hanging around somebody that thinks Trump's a good president because your morals, to me, aren't correct. But I'm not to the point where it's, it's like that's you. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's even worse if, to hang around a black person that thinks Trump. You know what I mean? That that that, that would that that would be taking. And most more. of the one, most of that would be rich, rich black people. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but but you told me you've been, you know, you've been I'm, around people. I'm, I'm gonna throw something else at you. Um. Uh, okay, Biden w- wants to wants it to be sixty percent with the taxes. You you think it could have been a big difference if it was fifty percent? Wait, wait. What do you mean? Like he's he's, he's uh, with the taxes, he wanted he wanted to pay sixty percent. Uh, the rich who? Yes. Instead of you know, it could have made it fifty percent. Yeah. You know, and ten percent would have been a lot different. They still would have had to give up half their money, pay half. They would have to pay taxes on half of it still. Yeah. You know, and they have had to pay taxes on sixty percent of it, the rich people. But I mean, I think the ultra rich that that he's talking about, they they couldn't spend that money in lifetimes. Right. Right. People like uh, Jeff Bezos. There's, I mean, it, well, what can you? There's no way he can spend all that money, bro. Put it back into your community. He does. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. But, it, you know, ta- taxing. <laughs> Amazon's paying nothing in, in in taxes every year. Yeah, taxing. That's crazy. Taxing. I work for a small business, and the amount of taxes we have to pay, and you're talking about. Amazon is paying nothing in taxes. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Like why does the small business that I work for have to support you know, the state and the federal government more than more than Amazon does? Well, I'll tell you something that happened. I can't put I can't put the person's name out there. I had a friend that uh an Obama came in and um he taxed the rich and uh because of my friend's dad have amount of money that he made, um, it turned into a situation to where he's about to get a divorce with his wife and everything. And um, I mean, my friend was in tears uh, because of this, of, of the texting. If you know what I'm saying, that that yeah. texting, he took it real serious having to pay those taxes, because he was like right at the edge of that mark. You know what I mean? You know, it does suck for people like that, you know, but when you're right, it's just like, it's just like low income. It's just like low income people. It's like, okay, I make literally 5000 more dollars a year than the threshold for, for food stamps or government assistance. Like right. that $5,000 that I make more is nothing. You know right. what I mean? Like... When you're right, I, f- I feel for people right in in both situations, you know, like where, right. you know, you're going to have to pay a, a shit ton of taxes because you're, you know, you're right there at the threshold. And yeah. I'm, I don't know the, you know, I don't know the, how they've got the tax, how Biden is going to set up the tax, you know, to tax the right. rich. I, I don't know all the facts on that, but, right. you know, it's just kind of like the same yeah, I don't it's either, backwards yeah. with the... Uh, threshold for government assistance you know right. oh I make two thousand dollars more than 
you know, or a hundred dollars more a month than they say I'm that you know that I have to make to get help. Well, what's a hundred dollars? I still need help, but to the in the eyes of the government, oh no, you you make more money than that. A hundred dollars more? And now a former president elect has paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes. Yeah. Seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes. I pay more taxes than him. Yeah. Yeah, I I pay more taxes than him. Yeah. You know, those rich people they they hire the best accountants they can and get it taken care of. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not paying any taxes and it's ridiculous. They need to be. They're too rich not to be. You know, but then you got people like Bill Gates that have signed you know, sign the pledge saying he's given up, you know, well, what's the percentage, 99% of their income or 95 or whatever, 90% of their income to charity when they die. Right. Or, or, or what about, what, and then, did, did you Warren, know about Warren Buffett? Yeah, no, they've all signed that pledge, like yeah. the giving pledge where they're giving away most of their... Yeah, like, Warren Buffett's going to give, he's going to, he, he, I don't know what he's worth now, but at the time I heard about it, he was worth $65 billion, and he said he's going to give $64 billion to charity and leave $1 billion to his kids. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's awesome and all, but at the same time, tax them out. You know, that's, that's a one-time tax when they die. Yeah. They're giving to charity, and the charity of their choices, which is awesome, you know. Yeah. But, you know, because generational what. Wealth is definitely a thing. That that money, you know, it's just like Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, that type of money. Yeah. It's being passed down from generation to generation to generation where not Jeff Bezos, his family will never have to work again. I mean, yeah. we're talking about kids, grandkids, great grandkids, great, 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 great before that money runs out. Right. And so there's sure. so many people that can benefit from that, especially with all the coronavirus that's going on. God forbid this doesn't last, you know, too much longer. But there's people out here suffering hard. I mean, suffering horribly because there's no job. I saw a guy standing on the corner that I went to school with. Um, uh, he he was standing on the corner, and uh, I, I I wasn't able to stop and. Um, Cause I usually stop and give money to people, yeah. but like it, uh, it, 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 it broke my heart to see a guy that is my age standing yeah. on the corner being homeless. And it's so sad that the addiction and mental illness is what's yes. causing all that mental yeah. illness. I know, I know one that actually is the one that they just found dead under the bridge downtown. Right. But, you know, he has a family that's rich and loved him, and he was welcome to go there anytime, but he was just so mentally ill that he'd rather live on the street. Well, Kamala Harris's uh, thing is supposed to be pushing for mental health. Uh, mental health is a serious thing right now yeah. in, in the country, and, and the pandemic hasn't helped cooping people up in their houses. It hasn't helped. That's right. You know, I agree with you. Mental health is, mental illness is definitely... And since we're talking about, since we're talking about uh, Kamala Harris, what about um, our president, our new president-elect, finally, uh, from electoral, from the electoral college votes? Yeah, 
Yes, he finally got his electoral college votes this week and is our actual president-elect, whether Trump wants to concede, admit, or whatever he wants to do. His, <laughs> lawsuits, his lawsuits will continue to be getting shut down. <laughs> I wonder what the tally is on how many he's got. I know they keep getting shut down. Right. They do. They keep getting shut down. And, um, he's, so, he's such a sore loser. Um... And so, how do you feel about Biden, our president-elect? How do you feel about him? You know, I feel he's got the experience. I feel he is, you know, he was Obama's VP. I don't Mm -hmm. know much about what he accomplishes as Obama's vice president, but Mm -hmm. I do know that Obama was a great president. He was for the people. He loved the people. He, He upheld his, you know... He upheld his office and doing that. And like like we said on the last show, I mean, what he did for black people is become the president, be a be a black person. I mean, he's, he's half black, but he he became the first black president. That's yeah. what he did for black people. He 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 made he gave them uh, opportunity or the chance to actually in the future for them to be a president. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so, um, this is what also I wanted to bring up. Do presidents become irrelevant after their presidency? When do, the, when do, when do presidents be, become irrelevant? Because we know they do. When, when do you think presidents become irrelevant to I the world? I think it's definitely like right now Obama's still irrelevant in the Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're going to compare Right. Compare, compare, compare. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. Right. But, you know, I think there's a way for the future. And, uh, and they forget about the Senate. The, like, they forget about if the Senate is going to be red, if it's going to be mostly red, or, you know, then they forget about the House, if it's going to be red. Okay. You, and they forget about that. They forget about the bills that have to be passed. Oh yeah, yeah. Like how, I how much, how many? I mean, what bills got shut down that Obama tried to get passed? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you have to go to, and and the people that don't don't understand <laughs> politics don't understand that part of it, and they don't and they don't understand that you, you need to go out and vote for in your state who you want to be representing your state uh, for your state as the senator you know what I'm saying yeah you know who you want who you want to be representing that then who you want to be representing in your state for the house you know yeah. obviously our state was red and and that's what it, it Tom Cotton got his spot back you know and I stay pretty pretty much stay red. Asa Hutchinson, uh, he's red. He's he's on the red side. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, um, we don't. You know, maybe enough people didn't come out and vote. We don't know. Um, we don't know. Um, but I also wanted to throw this in there that. A, a person away the I don't know if we talked about it on the last show but they'll wave the black 
Lives Matter flag, and then they'll go back to their neighborhood and shoot another black person in cold blood. Yeah. And like, what was the point of waving oh. that flag downtown? What was the point of uh, marching? And then you just went to your went to your your community, your neighborhood, and you just shot a black person. Mm-hmm. Now, if it happened and somebody was breaking in your house, that's different. But like I'm saying, these, I'm talking about these incidents are not those incidents I'm talking about. Yeah, no. Not at all. And, um, like we talking about, like we just got through talking about the presidents, how, you know, how they, when do they become irrelevant? And, um, you think that Bush Sr. helped uh, George Bush when he was in office with decisions? Because you got to remember, um, Dick Cheney and Bush in school were <laughs> were DC students. <laughs> you know what I mean? The president yeah. and the vice president were yeah. DC students. Like, you know, like <laughs> who I mean, who helped them make the decisions they made? I I mean, even Bush's George W. Bush's quotes were terrible. They were terrible. Oh yeah. You know, it, it, you know, it, it, it'll be in history is known. You could Google it. His quotes, they were terrible. Oh, what did you refer to? Like the, the fool me once, shame on you. You fool me again, you'll never fool me again. Or whatever you said. Wait around there, everybody, boy. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, so you, you think that Bush sent your help? George Bush made some of those decisions. Oh, for sure. You know, especially you know, like his first year, year and a half. Well, he also he also um, I watched the movie W and um, I got to see more of it. And uh, he's uh, he also his thing was I want to carry out the beef that my father had, you know, with mm-hmm. with uh. Af- with Afghanistan, but was what was crazy is they they went and found they went and found a a, a way that oh yeah this guy Saddam this guy that's that's with Saddam Hussein uh oh he's he's connected to the Taliban oh yeah to find a reason to go pull Saddam Hussein right out the hole and you know what I mean he didn't even. I, I just didn't feel it was necessary, and I'm like, you could go pull him out the hole, but the whole time, and this is this come from the CIA agents and everything, they said they knew what Bin Laden was the whole time, and George W. Bush never went after him, never uh, went to go get him. Why? Why? Why do you think that, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's an inside job Wait, or you not. you think that an inside job? That's, that's, that's the next question. Uh, do I? I don't. I'm gonna tell you, I don't think that 9/11 is an inside job. I do not. Even though he didn't go get Bin Laden, I don't think that 9/11 is an inside job. I think that uh, I think that those guys would have, have been in the country since Clinton was in office, and they came and to get re- revenge from what happened when America helped. Afghanistan uh, go against Russia. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And they, and they held their chip on their shoulder, and they came into our country, you know, and and they planned it out for years, and then they just hijacked some planes. Like you said, and then, you know, Trump, and, like, when he first got in office, he stopped where all the people from the Middle East couldn't, they are stuck in airports and shit. It's like, yeah. the people that, you know, the, the people that did 9-11, they didn't come here, uh, Two days before, yeah. the, before they bombed, right. before they hijacked those. Flights. Yeah, they they've been here. Yeah. They've been here. Yeah, you know. Like and, that's another thing. Trump and his racist, you know, self trying to, you know, with all the immigration stuff. It's like you want to build this wall just because you said you're gonna build a wall because all this people around you that work for you are telling yeah. you. And his excuse for the wall is to stop crime and drugs coming through, but you know, you know, I don't understand. People, there's intelligent people around you with statistics. They're telling you that 98% of drugs come in this country through legal ports of entry. The yes. wall is going to help. No wall is going to help. Another way of wasting our uh, money. money. Another way money of wasting money. Money that our people need right yeah. now. Why they're holding up. He has some pretty good vacation. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a government shutdown. Tomorrow's supposed to be a government shutdown if they don't. If uh, I hate to say I didn't get to see the news today, I was really busy. I didn't get to look at anything. I don't know if they actually passed that bill to the Senate or not. But if not, tomorrow's supposed to have a government shutdown. You know, and you could have all here with all that money. Yeah, and Trump let those people. You know, with that other government shutdown that lasted. Uh, I'm gonna get the line on the exact amount of time, but right. you know the one of the long. It could have been avoided. It could have been avoided. You know he yeah. let he let he let the American people that he's supposed to be representing go without paychecks yeah. for that long. And it's, I think it's his ego. You know. Yeah, he can't. He just can't. He can't come. He can't admit defeat. Yeah, he can't admit defeat. He's a narcissistic sociopath. He don't. He don't. He don't like to lose. He liked to fire people. That's his favorite thing to do. Yeah, that's why he got, got him in a reality show yeah. where he could fire people. Yeah, and then, you know, boom, got rid of Comey right away. Uh, the director of FBI. He just, he just, he's oh, just. Oh, now he's on a firing frenzy. Yes. He but wanted, he wanted seen, to fire the uh, director of CIA. Yeah, and then I've seen that Biden started started hiring people for jobs for when he comes in office. So. That's a good thing. Maybe they'll have the place filled back up. Right, right, right. And hopefully he made the right choices when he picked, you know, his cabinet and everything like that. We, you know, time will tell. And uh, you know, he's got he's got a lot of experience, so time will tell. It's all on him, you know. Yeah. Um, it's all on him, you know. Besides the bills that he's gonna try to get passed, it's still all on him. With the re- with with the job that he he's able to do, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, but he's coming up with a major cleanup, just like Obama did. Yeah. Had to come behind Bush and and clean up. And then it's gonna Biden's make it. Got a, it's gonna Biden's make got look, a rough road ahead, and it's gonna like you said. It's gonna make him. It's gonna make him look bad. It's gonna make him look bad, just like people to wanna up. say Obama. But you know, Obama yeah. came in at the end of a recession. Yes, exactly. That. George Bush created. Right. And the uh, economy is not good right now. 
Biden coming in, economy is not good right now. And uh, uh, the numbers actually were uh, better. Uh, they showed the numbers, and I don't want to say I don't want to give y'all any false information, but from what I saw, the numbers were better when Obama was in office with the economy. You know what I mean? And you would, you know, these people thought, okay, Trump's the president; he will yeah. make the economy better because he knows well, he's a Wall Street. Man. He's a businessman. He's bankruptcy. He, yeah. How many times? 13, 15, 25, somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a great businessman. It's fine. There's filing bankruptcy over and over and over and over. You know, like, I'm like, are these, do these people see the same thing that we see? You know what I mean? Like, what are, what are, what are y'all looking at? You know, what are y'all looking at or whatever? Yeah. And um, on, on that note, I wanted to, um, I don't know if we, I don't know if we touched on the being pulled over by police officers and how uh, people react when they get pulled over by a police officer. Cause I got pulled over the other day by a police officer. How did you act? Okay, this is how I acted. Police officer, it was raining. Police officer came to the um, passenger window, uh, state trooper, and um, I think that's their thing too. They, I noticed that they don't. Um, well, it depends on if you're on the freeway. That they're not going to stand at the driver's side where yes. they can get hit by a car. Car, yeah, and I think that's probably what it is. But he, but they, um, he came to the passenger window and asked for my license and uh, insurance. I gave him insurance. I said I don't have my license on me, but I do have a license. So he went back and ran. He ran the um, license and all, and he came back. And when he came back, and he was like, "One," he said, "Why are you? I just pulled you over because you were kind of swerving." Well, I showed him the steering wheel. I said, "Look, well, the alignment is off, and so that's why you see me swerving." But I'm, I was like, "I'm hitting sick. I'm using my signals when I'm switching lanes. You know, it's pouring down rain, and I got yeah. bad alignment in the rain." And glaucoma. And, and glaucoma, <laughs> and I think he, which I didn't tell him that, but I. But I think he understood that, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I made a joke, and um, the people, the people probably won't like this one. But <laughs> I made a joke, and I was like, "Well, I was just, I was just glad you didn't kill me, or whatever." Yeah. And, and it, but I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think that's necessary, honestly. I, I know you were trying to make a joke, but like. And it's really not a good joke. Yeah. It's not a really because this is serious. Yeah. This is a serious matter. Yeah. That, that wasn't a good joke at all, and his answer to me was, "Well, we're just as afraid as you are. Mm-hmm. We got a job to do, and we're just afraid, afraid, you know, that you are." And I told him like, um, "I got a, we got a, I got a business opening up in like ten months," and I said, uh, "And it's a." Uh, it's, I can't I can't I can't give out the business on the um because the paperwork is not done, but it's a food place and I told him when whenever whenever it's done and it's in and it's in writing, you uh you're welcome to come and get fifty percent off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you're just doing your job. Mm-hmm. I invite anybody to come and get when I any cop, you know, whatever, or even a paramedic, you know. 
Oh, oh yeah, I mean, uh, we have a cop that comes in and gets a sandwich, you know, at least four out of the seven days a week. And, you know, if if I'm at the front, I charge you. If my boss is at the front, he gives it to him for free. You know, when I get pulled over, I treat cops with respect because being, being ornery and being, you know, trying to fight the system and fight everything they say, it's not going to get you anywhere. No, it's not. And it's, it, the way, I mean, even, you know, people that are uh, scared of cops, I'm white, I can't tell you them. You know, I've been in a situation where I felt that my life was threatened from a cop, you know what I mean? But, and I completely understand where, you know. I don't know, even, I, I think even where we live at, I don't think um, a lot of it happen, happens, you know, like. Well, we're also a small town. We don't have that it? many cops. We don't have, yeah. you know, when you're in big cities like that, there's so many more cops. So there's so many more potential for bad eggs. Right, you know? exactly. But that's the thing. It's just like a bad egg. Not every cop is, you know, I'm definitely not on the cop side, you know what I mean? But not every cop is a is a killer. So just, you agree with uh, police reform? Oh, definitely needs to be some police reform. You yeah. know, they need they need better training. They need better, you know. The, but you have to understand, there's just like you just said, there's they're scared for their lives. Right. You know what I mean? Especially exactly. now, the way with that, how, how much hate there is out there for the police. Right. They're scared. They're scared for their lives. You know, and you can't blame them. I've I've seen I've seen a couple of stories where police officers came out and said they've been getting like bad treatment, like. Uh, in fast food places, going oh, through yeah. drive-throughs, like Starbucks, not too long yeah. ago, somebody wrote "pig" yeah. instead of their name on the thing. You right. know, it's it's a scary time for them, and it's a scary time for for us, or right. you know, for you know, black people especially. The you know, but I honestly do believe that the police is just bad eggs and, and bad yeah. training. Yeah, because you know what's so crazy? I've been pulled over in my life probably 15, 20 times. And I have never had a situation where you felt threatened. Where I felt threatened. Not not one time. And, um... But you also didn't act a fool either when you got pulled over. No, no. You know, I do, I do wholeheartedly believe, I know there is bad cops and racist cops, but I do wholeheartedly believe that 99.9% of the time, if you just do what a cop's telling you to do, then... A situation's not gonna turn out the way that a lot of these situations have. Well, I can tell you, I did have one incident, and um, um, it was because I lied to the police. See, this is what people don't understand. One of the, the biggest things that police officers don't like is to be lied to, and <laughs> which you know where I come from, everybody lies to the police, and um, they don't like to be lied to. I got caught in a lie. They don't like to be lied to, and they don't like somebody to flee. That makes that makes them shoot a person when when you flee. Which they shouldn't be. You're running away. Yeah, they should be running away. But uh, I feel like there's other ways that they can stop that person, even when they fleeing. You can hit them with a taser. You know, you do. You know, there's other other things you can well, do. Well, they're fleeing. I mean, like, I mean, unless they're fleeing in a vehicle, and you know, it's a police chase where they could, you know, potentially, you know, wreck into another car. But fleeing yeah. on foot, leave those people alone. They're yeah, yeah. they're going to get away, but their life's not worth whatever they're fleeing on foot about. Right. Exactly. Like I this agree. last night, I was at Walgreens, and the guys were running out the store. He stole something. 
and the manager's calling, um, you know, the police and police come if they start chasing him or, you know, whatever. What did he steal out of Walgreens? It's worth his life. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what he's who he's running from. Don't shoot yeah. him. You don't know. You don't, especially with the economy and the pandemic. He Maybe, could have been stealing food. He could have been stealing food. You know what I mean? Like he could, he could, he could have not have had no food for his family or and maybe even for himself, you know, he may have been hungry. He may have stole some lunch meat and a loaf of bread. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, so you know, you never know. Yeah. And um, you know, and that's how I feel about that. You know, um, this country has got a lot of work to do. You know. Um, do you think it'll ever, the racism will ever stop? Not fully, no. Mm. I mean, I think, I think it could get better. I think it is, you know, with all these protests we've had, more and more white people have started to open their eyes to what's, you know, going on in the, in the country. And I, I think it could get better, but as far as fully go away, no, because, you know, it's like we started out with, it's just. It's not just white people that have to change. Right. You know, it's not just white people that have to change. Right. Everybody's got to change their thinking. Right. And when you cut so many people out and so many different people, everybody can't. You right. can't get everybody on the same page. Right. Especially at this day and age in the United States. Everybody wants to fight the system. What do you think about reparations? Uh, you, know, you know, you got the Indian, you got the Indians. Uh, the Indian Reserve, you know, I mean, and the Indians get the, what they what they get or whatever. And um, what do you think about black people getting reparations? And like, what, like, if they do get these reparations, what they should they be? I I give you a, a scenario. Uh, DJ Vlad from Vlad TV said that he think that if they get repar black people get reparations. It should go into a college fund. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, I think that's... I, I don't really know where I stand on that. Honestly. Okay. Honestly, I, I really don't. I mean, where do you stand on that? Do you think that black people deserve reparations? You think you do? As a, Do you think you... Yes. As a person? Yes. It's, it's, it's just... Um, um, Why? The amount. Because I think, I think that... That, that black people do deserve reparations, but I think it should be like maybe a test. Like, um, so why do you think you deserve them? Your, your age group, the, the like, what what do you think? Is, because, why are you entitled to money? Because I, because I have less opportunities. Like, I, yeah. I, I've, I've had, no, I, I agree with that. Yes. That's the reason that if black people you know, where does deserve reparations? It's because of opportunities lost and, you know, things like that because of the color of your skin. Yeah, because you, because it's, if, if the color of your skin could have forced you a life of crime, we all have to make decisions, but at a young age, it could have forced you to a life of crime for uh, what, what, what you've been offered, like your opportunities they don't have the same opportunities. It's changing now, though, because now you got you got black billionaires now, and you have black millionaires now, and so you know 
those some of those excuses are are finna start getting old. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can you can you got the same twenty four twenty four hours as the next person, and those excuses are gonna be old. So uh, I won't be I'm not gonna be sitting around waiting on no reparations. Me personally, I'm not. I wanna I wanna make a life for myself, <laughs> and maybe. Maybe I have my start my generational wealth from my family on down. Yeah. You know, but I definitely want 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 my son to know that he has to earn the dollar. You know, I'm not just gonna give you some money and be like, here, you know, some money. I just think it's time for. You know, like you said, there's. If you wanna. I do believe that black people have to try harder, you know, to get, try twice as hard to get in a position a white person does, but I do believe that it's time to stop putting the blame on everybody, you know what I mean? It's it's too far past times of slavery and stuff like that and the new generation that there's nothing we can do about that anymore, you know. Yeah, you can give them reparations, you can that, but as a whole, you know, there the excuses kind of out, you know. Right. I do believe that you still. I mean, a hundred percent that that you still don't have the same opportunities as a white person. You know, there's right. definitely white privilege, a hundred percent. But you gotta, you know, you gotta make a decision for yourself that I'm just, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to try my hardest. No matter, you know, slavery or no slavery, I've got to put my best foot forward and try to make something of myself. I'm sorry I feel bad that they have to try twice as hard to get, you know, in the same situation as us, twice as hard to get a degree, twice as hard to own a business and everything else. But, you know, at some point... Well... Lacey Tech, it was it's always a pleasure to uh, do this podcast with you, and um, you know I think we headed for great things. To uh, we want to get you know we want to get this our messages message out, and you know this is this is we're passionate about this because you know we decided to do this because we had conversations these conversations off the air every night and it was time to put this podcast together and um we just we just want to do this thing and organically and 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 just and just kind of get give the people a different another a different perspective you know like and and uh give people different thoughts you know and add to the podcast world in our own way and so, it's a pleasure. Right. And this is this is Voter Fraud Podcast. Tim Titi, Lexi, Lexi Tech. We're out. We out. We out. We out. And we'll see you next time.